and welcome to episode 7 of series 2 of The Grad Pod. In this podcast, I was joined by Kat McManus, who works for a think tank. Hello, and I am here with Kat. Kat, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I would. Um, My name is Kat. I'm 23 and I live in Camden with my boyfriend in London, Um, though not at the moment because I'm waiting out the apocalypse in Dorset. (laughs) Nice, nice. And and, um, where do you work? I work at a think tank, which is um, kind of like a research institute that works on policy and ours is local government policy specifically cool great so um i'm gonna kind of go back a bit and go back to university what what did you study at university um i studied geography which yeah uh is also really broad and kind of could be anything so specifically i did human geography which is like international development, policy, economics, um, kind of like all of the things that aren't volcanoes. <laughs> so there was no not, volcanoes. Not like the map stuff. Really. No rivers. A few maps, a few maps. Oh. <laughs> so but before you started university, did you like have any clue what you wanted to go into or did you kind of just choose geography because you liked it? That is the story of most geographers, I guess. Didn't know what to do. <laughs> But um, no, so all through kind of late GCSEs and my A-levels as well, at the beginning, I wanted to be a biochemist. Oh, wow. Um, And then I started it for A-levels and realised it was really hard (laughs) and not entirely what I wanted to do. So I switched to social sciences and I did kind of psychology, economics and geography and loved it. Um, oh nice and then yeah I guess it was I just really enjoyed geography so but specifically the human stuff so we looked at kind of resource conflicts and spatial inequality and things like that and that was really interesting to me but I didn't like rivers so much how how did you kind of come across your job did you did you kind of seek it out or did you kind of just stumble across it in the job search like how how did it all evolve I guess so when I was at uni I was kind of like the whole thing was just criticizing current political systems in the world and how they impact people and the environment um spoiler alert really badly (laughs) so I kind of wanted to be optimistic and go and do good in the world and then I got rejected a million times from so many jobs in the charity sector so it's really hard to get into and then I think I was just really lucky and I'd written so many cover letters that I'd kind of nailed it down and I found uh, my organization on LinkedIn I think it was and just applied. Uh, How how was uh, yeah how was the whole kind of application process was it just to send a cover letter like did you have like many rounds? No, it was just a CV and a cover letter and then one interview. Oh, wow. 
So I was really lucky. And also it was the only interview I got. The only interview. <laughs> and, you, and you actually got the it. The only interview I got. And luckily I got the job from that. Otherwise, who knows how long it was going to be. But I did some, yeah, I did some temping work in between uni and um, my job just to kind of pay the bills because, yeah. But it was hard. Yeah. Did you have any previous experience in like, you know, think tanks or was it literally based kind of on your experience from your degree? Yeah, it was very much from my degree. Because um, obviously I grew up in Dorset. There's kind of very little in the way of interesting, relevant work experience. So I was just a waitress for the whole thing. And then this is my kind of biggest regret from uni. I just didn't do any internships. Mm. I was like, oh, look at these people. They're so keen. <laughs> Why are they doing <laughs> Why are they wasting their summer? <laughs> Summers are for fun, right? So... Yeah, it was, that was probably what shot myself in the foot in terms of getting a job. And how long did it take you to, to get a job after graduating? Um, probably about five, four months. Okay, so it wasn't, it wasn't too long. I was like, it wasn't too long, but that was like, I probably sent out like 150 applications or something stupid. Yeah. So... I mean, a lot of them were quick apply on LinkedIn, to be fair. <laughs> oh, well, the, the, the quick, and then the quick patting apply. myself on the back. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, well done. I applied for so many jobs today. <laughs> how, how did you How did you go about it? Did you have, like, a quota? Did you, like, oh, I have to send out the, this many applications per day? Or were you just kind of see how, how, you, how you went? At the beginning, I was kind of oh job market's fun I'll just see what interests me and apply to only those things mm. and then I spent ages on those applications and then got rejected and then as time went on I was just like oh my gosh I'll just try and throw out like a few a day and see what happens mm. and then after I'd done so many and done temp work and people had some people give you feedback in your kind of like oh here's what you didn't have etc etc some nice companies. Um, I kind of just got much better at knowing what was reasonable and kind of what was interesting and what I could actually do. And then I think you start gaining more traction in terms of applications. Yeah, once you kind of hear back from the feedback. And and, and also it's, it's interesting that you literally got it on the first interview. Cause I, don't, I don't know if I know anyone who got, who got it on, the, on their first and their only interview. Because often when yeah. I speak to people... It's like, oh, when you get one interview, then you kind of start seeing more kind of appearing. Um, but yeah, you, 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 you're just incredibly lucky. I'm so lucky, but I was <laughs> so nervous. Because imagine, I'm sure a lot of people remember their first ever interview. And yeah. I'd never interviewed for anything else in my life. Like, nothing. So I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep a wink. I was just on like three coffees. <laughs> <laughs> dragging myself there and I was like shaking under the table but, oh <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah I remember my first interview um and I, I also didn't really know what to wear because obviously you wear something formal but you also kind of want to put across your your personality as well mm -hmm. um so and and w wanting to work in in the radio like I didn't want to go too formal because it was kind of it's it's hard it's hard to tell because obviously you, if you haven't visited like the offices before, um, 
you don't know how people dress. And I, I remember kind of worrying about that if I was dressed appropriately. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, exactly. And you want to be kind of friendly, especially if you're working the radio. I don't know how you would. I have no idea what I'd wear to that. I guess I was quite <laughs> lucky in that it is like quite a formal job, so mm. I just wore a suit and yeah. I think my kind of like empty stare and frizzy hair and says enough about <laughs> me. <laughs> Did you have to like prepare anything at all? Um, no, I didn't have to prepare anything. I had to do a writing task for half of it, um, which I thought I did terribly on. I think this is why I got the job because they set this ridiculous task, which now knowing, because having actually done the job, I don't know who came up with it and they actually apologized. <laughs> and I was like, they were hiring someone else recently. And I was like, don't give them this task. This is ridiculous. You had to look through like news reports and then like pick out a par like rewrite a paragraph on each one um, to go out in kind of like a, a bulletin, news bulletin thing. Mm. But um, they were asking you to write like eight of these in 45 minutes of art like long articles that you'd never read before which was just ridiculous like it was too much writing for anybody yeah so I just did I did like two or three so were you what were you which, worried that that wasn't enough or well I was so sure that wasn't enough I was so sure I wasn't gonna get the job based on that and then when I got it back they were like oh yeah yours were like the best quality they were so good I was like well yeah it's probably because everyone else like did the task that you asked them yeah. and then it would have been really scrappy <laughs> try to scramble it all together yeah I was just like oh there's no way I'm gonna be able to do that so I'll just mm. do the best I can on a few and could, could you elaborate more on, on what you do I guess like average working day yeah, so it's quite a small company. There's like 16 employees. So you have to be quite flexible and versatile and kind of like hop around where they need you. But mm. my my main role is kind of editing and proofreading policy briefings and then publishing them on the website and organizing the editorial calendar. So I decide what's going out when and to who. Mm and lays with different departments on that um and it's across four countries so oh, which which countries uh ireland scotland england and australia oh wow so do you have to kind of i guess be quite across like the the politics that are going are happening in, in all those countries yeah definitely and i have to Basically, most things we put out go through me, so I have to read all of them. So I've definitely learned a lot since I started. Mm. Must be so so interesting, and especially, I guess, now with everything that's going on in the current climate and how um, governments are reacting. Yeah, it's been super interesting. And we've started especially... Um, like a pandemic bulletin that we put out each day collecting news and kind of our own research and other people's on coronavirus response mm. by a government, local government in different countries. So that's been super interesting, but also it's kind of a lot to take home with you. Yeah, quite, yeah, quite um, hard. <laughs> quite, quite heavy reading. 
Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else, everyone else is kind of furloughed or like, oh, I have less work to do at the moment. And obviously we're just going into complete overdrive. So it's oh, really? even longer hours kind of. Yeah, Oof, I, I'm, I'm sorry. This Resentful is... of the other people. <laughs> so you say you said about like um, sending out like stories and stuff. Like where where do they go to? Like so, if you don't mind explaining it. A bit yeah, more. it's policy briefings mainly. Um, so we kind of have meetings and decide what we want to write about. What are the current issues? There's obviously really educated mm. people deciding that, not me. Um, and then they go away with teams of writers and write up huge policy briefings, kind of summarizing all the current research and things like that. And then we package them and we send that out to councillors and council officials across all of the countries to kind of read and, and brief themselves on the issues before they're going into meetings and to keep them up to date with things that are coming out of central government that they don't have time to read or don't know what to look for. So it's a service for them, really. Mm. No, it sounds, sounds really interesting. And do, I mean, do you enjoy it? Um, <laughs> do, are, are you, I mean, it's, that's a hard question. I mean, because um, there are ups and downs in every job, aren't there? But, yeah. I mean, do you have like any plans to kind of, move on up in in the company or are you happy where you are now or um so I do really like it actually um it's a lot of reading and a lot of proofreading which can get tedious um mm. but we've just hired someone else to help me out with that now so that's good and in my spare time I get to write policy briefings myself and blogs and I'm also starting to work on the data analysis and website stuff so yeah branching out into like loads of different projects which is going to make it a lot more interesting and mm. yeah yeah because I mean you, when did you start the job wasn't it end of last year yeah it was end of September last year so so I guess yeah it takes a little bit of time to kind of settle in and then kind of start branching out into things that you're more interested in yeah definitely and it's because it's a small company you can't really move up but they are mm. very good at kind of being like what do you want from this role where what areas do you want to move sideways into and mm. there is space for that that kind of movement but it's very teamy and not like it doesn't it's very free I don't feel like I'm under the thumb of loads of bosses it's kind of That's a nice. collaborative thing so yeah and, and and how do you find I mean you sometimes work from home am I right obviously in normal circumstances yeah um, all the time now uh, so how how did you I guess the whole transition to permanently working from home wasn't as stressful for you or how, how, have, you, how have you found it no it was actually fine for me so we are a lot of kind of people have children or are older and want to work part-time so it's like a really flexible employer anyway. So I was already working from home about two days a week mm. or something. Um, so the transition's been really easy. But I do miss just seeing people and the structure of going in and stuff like that. So yeah. it's still been quite hard. The isolation. Yeah, yeah. F f very, very weird times. 
actually to a kind of different part of the podcast which I like to talk to people about um and I like to talk to people about like their living situations as well because I guess this this whole podcast is about just discussing kind of careers and but you know in your 20s and trying to work out what you're doing but also it's quite a um tumultuous time for living situations as well because mm. people can live at home or live with friends or live abroad um so you decided to stay in London after uni obviously with your job did you did you move home for a bit and then move back to London I did move home for about a month but mm. not very long um so and yeah. you you decided to move in with your boyfriend how, how I mean how have you found that um I guess transition it was quite intense because um yeah obviously just staying in London was fine that wasn't really much of a transition and similar mm. kind of area and everything so it was it was quite nice and I'd been around Camden a lot as a child um, mm. I have family there so that was really easy for me um, but in terms of my boyfriend and I were long distance for the whole of uni so it was quite a jump to go from long distance to living together but we found it uh, really fine so luckily that's worked out <laughs> yeah it is it is weird because I mean I I never like went home like really like lived with my family after uni are you glad you didn't properly move back home or do you feel like you missed out on maybe a chance to just kind of be at home before coming back to London no I didn't really find that I was kind of just loving it and obviously because I had loads of friends there already and they'd all just graduated and they were staying there too so it wasn't like everyone went home for the summer um and it was just fun to stay in London and not have exams to worry about yeah yeah see London in a different light uh, other than under the stress of of uni I guess yeah well because when you're in halls you have to go home for the summer and then a lot of people went home in second year as well so it was nice to just stick it out yeah it's kind of and that and now you've gone back home of well home home to to Dorset which yes. it's yeah it's it's a weird time I think being like this age because you have like you know you're renting a place and stuff in in, in London for, for example but you still have like this home in Dorset or wherever you know yeah um people kind of come from their parents are um which is kind of like a second home isn't it and I don't know how, how do you how have you been finding it in in this lockdown I guess being at home it's quite weird. It's quite weird to be back. And for such an extended period of time, I haven't really done that since I was in first year of uni. Um, mm. But it's been nice to be here with family. I have my um, my grandma living here at the moment as well, who normally lives in London too. Um, mm. So we're all just hanging out and I've been making bread and stuff. Been finding my <laughs> Dorset inner life. Um but it is quite sad at the same time because it's kind of like it would have been the first summer in London where we actually have been earning money and could spend it on doing nice things. <laughs> and it's yeah, beautiful yeah. weather and then we're all just kind of <laughs> trapped down here and we can't see anyone. But it's for the best, I guess. 
but anyway to kind of wrap things up I guess um Mm. going back to thinking about careers and obviously a lot of people in this in this time that we're in are reflecting on what they're doing if it's the right thing if they're happy yeah um and are considering perhaps moving jobs once this is all over um do you have like any words of wisdom or um just any like thoughts on a bit of a bit of help for people who are out there who don't know what to do like careers wise or are a bit a bit Mm. yeah it's I think it's really difficult to know what you want to do until you've kind of tried lots of things Mm. like waitressing and temping in like a really boring office made me realize what I did want to do and not want to do more yeah so that might be even just finding a job for now anything you can get because it's obviously going to be really hard at the moment um not many people are hiring so just any experience is going to always help you narrow down what you want to do in future but for me it was important to have kind of a work-life balance I didn't want to be super rat racy so I took a I would still do it again kind of like lower paid but more flexible and just a nicer working atmosphere I guess it depends what you value Mm. um no completely I'm happy but yeah it's not it's hard it's a trade-off always I think yeah yeah but I, I also think you know it's I mean I kind of went into a job um straight out of uni that I uh, just because like I wanted to be in that you know career but I didn't really think about where it was I you know I moved to Birmingham I didn't know anyone um and then I kind of realized actually I'd rather live in a city like with my friends and people I knew and and change jobs you know and find something else Mm. yeah exactly and it's it's actually harder than you think to kind of meet new people after uni as well um if you if you go to a completely new city on your own um except for meeting people through your work um it's a lot harder to kind of yeah kind of make new friends because those people have already got their own friendship groups and it's it's yeah I I mean (laughs) I literally I I mean I made friends at work and then I didn't really I didn't really meet anyone else when I was in Birmingham I went to like a salsa class a few times but they're all a lot everyone there was a lot older than me um and everyone at my work was a lot older than me and that as well so I kind of um just on a lot of my weekends like traveled the country and saw you know all my other friends and family um which is the best way to kind of do it and then my week was for work and my weekend was for seeing people but after a while that gets really tough yeah and it doesn't really help you build build a network there as much I guess Mm. yeah completely and you know yeah some days after work you want to just go and socialize don't you yeah um 
so yeah it, it was really tough and that's why I was like right I need to get to London because that's where it's <laughs> where all my friends are pretty yeah. much um but no it's it is about learning that balance and I think um you made a good really good point there on, on your kind of I guess one of your tips is to kind of work out what is a priority for you definitely yeah Brill. Well, thank you very much, Kat. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the penultimate episode of Series 2 of The Grad Pod. In the last episode of the series, I'll be talking with Matt Baylist, an economist for the public sector, about working out what you want to do and how to go about it. Thank you.